It's after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
To the best soldiers in the world.
Jim in the AM Thursday morning broadcast at ninety one point one FM ninety point one FM in the Catskills and the web it's Jim in the AM dot org. <laughs> it's Thursday on this May thirtieth day twenty one in the month of Sivan. Good morning, everybody. Boy, oh boy, I'll tell you. Very interesting, this world of ours. I can tell you that much. Very, very interesting. Uh, the music, Isaac Honig, brand, oh no, excuse me, Shwebo Sharf and Levine, with Acha Shoalti, Isaac Honig before that, with his volume four, and Beshefa Bracha, Sholi Waldner with Da, Yaakov Shweki's Misha Berach off the brand new Live in Nokia CD, Mayor Solomon's Mimizrach, and Regesh Modani opening things up. As we say, good morning. I say it's an interesting world because I'm, I'm reading some of the reviews of last night's uh, Jewish Press mayoral forum. It was the first time that all of the Democratic mayoral candidates, the major Democratic mayoral candidates, were in the same room together. Um, well, obviously, because there's been a shakeup in, in the race over the last week or so, as you know. So it was the first time everybody was in the same room last night at the Manhattan Beach Jewish Center to discuss the issues. Very interesting. And I find people's reviews very interesting. It's interesting to see what people thought of it. Those of you who were there last night, thanks for coming out. It was, uh, it was in fact, very interesting. It was a uh, fascinating, I wouldn't say debate, I would say a fascinating discussion about the issues, many of which directly related to our community. It was an honor to serve there as the uh, moderator. And um, my thanks to Jerry Greenwald and Naomi Maurer and everybody at the Jewish Press for including me. But it was just a uh, it was a fascinating night. Afterwards, I was uh, interviewed by one of the um, television stations, and I said the the power and influence maybe influence is a better word of the Jewish voters in New York City is so evident just from how prepared the candidates are to address our community. That in itself, as you sit and watch them directly offer their comments to our community, that in itself shows you how important a uh, a voting force we can be. And by the way, on that on that um, a note, and and I got I got a a message yesterday from Rabbi Josh Przanski about this same issue here in New Jersey. On, on that note, let me. Let me encourage everybody who may not be registered to get out there and register to vote. It, when, when folks know, when folks in Washington or in uh, Albany or Trenton or more locally, city halls, know that, uh, that, that we are or any community is a community that votes, my God, it's, it's all the difference in the world. And I think last night what was proven is that everybody on that stage knew they were speaking to a very active voting block. Not not just because it was people who came out to hear a mayoral discussion, a political discussion, uh, but because they knew that this crowd was representing a community that really is going, it seems, is really going to get involved in this year's race for mayor of New York. Anyway, some of my impressions. JM and the AM, good morning all. Uh, 25 minutes before 7 o'clock. A big Thursday at jmtheam.org. There's no argument between Album of the Week and the Live Lunch and Miriam L. Wallach and Randy Wartelski and, uh, and uh, Mark Zomick with a very interesting stunt show, which we'll tell you about later on. Uh, there's a lot going on. Michael Fragan, Charlie Harari with a great show tonight. There's a lot going on. Uh, on the 
online network today. We The Android app is out. In fact, I'm just making sure that if you go to NahumSiegel.com, oh, I don't have the, the news is not up there on the website yet. Oh, yes, it is, it is. What you do is, what you do is when you go to NahumSiegel.com, there is a, a box at the bottom left of the homepage entitled Ways to Listen. You will see that the brand new Android app uh, link is there. So if you have an Android and you've always wanted to hear us, we got good news for you. Really good news. And based on the reaction, by the way, in social media, it looks like a lot of people are considering this big news. So congratulations to us and uh, yet another innovation. They keep on coming, thank God. Yet another innovation to stay with the times and to advance uh, the amazing ability to uh, listen to JM and the AM and our full online network wherever you are and whenever you are. 23 minutes before 7 o'clock, JM in the AM Thursday. A full slate of guests today, by the way, because we're going to talk about the parade. We're going to talk about the uh, Celebrate the Israel Parade. We're going to talk about the um, Israel Day concert. We are going to talk about uh, the big concert Sunday night, the Yesela Rosenblatt uh, 80th Yard Site event. And uh, we have other things to discuss as well. Uh, one of the guests we have this morning might cause a little stir. It might just uh, uh, pique the interest of people of all ages. A special musical guest is going to be checking in. So that and more coming up if you keep it at JM in the AM. Are you guys ready? The Yeshiva Boys Choir!
open. One, two. I watered your roses It's been a long time Since I spoke of Moses It's been a long time Since I flew to ya It's been a long time Since I said hallelujah But those that are making me A natural soldier Not your son. It's been a long time since I rode in your limo. It's been a long time since I drank with Pinto. It's been a long time since I flew to ya. It's been a long time since I said hallelujah. For those that are making me not your brother. I know more fun If you believe It's Amisrael Chai So let your heart leap Cause Amisrael Chai If you pour rings It's Amisrael Chai Your rosy. Oh, it's been a long time since I spoke of Moses. It's been a long time since I flew to ya. It's been a long time since I said hallelujah. But those who love me could be, oh, not your soldier. Number one, and if you believe 
So let your heart lead, Who 
That uh, we're benching Rosh Chodesh this Shabbos. Yeah, Birchas Achodesh from Yehuda Green. Rosh Chodesh Tammuz will be Shabbos and Sunday, a weekend of Rosh Chodesh coming up next weekend. <laughs> Shabbos and Sunday will be Rosh Chodesh Tammuz. Uh, Thursday morning, JM in the AM with 73 degrees, mostly sunny, a high of 89. Looks like very hot weather for today. I think parade day is looking good, which is important. That's nice, that's fun. Nothing like a parade in good weather. Benny Elbaz before that with Bishuv Hashem. You heard Eighth Day and been a long time. Shiva Boys with Adon Alam, Shrebel Sharf and Levine, Hadacha Shoalti. The rumor is that Idan is going to join us this morning here at JM in the AM in the 8 o'clock hour in addition to some other great guests. So stay tuned for that. One of the most talked about singers in the United States over the last year will be at the Israel Day concert in Central Park this coming Sunday. We'll speak with him coming up here at JM. A minute before nine, a minute before seven o'clock at America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, around the world in the web, jmtheam.org. Lots of great programming on the stream today, jmtheam.org. I hope all of you will have an opportunity to stay tuned in to our amazing live stream all day long. It all begins after JM and the AM with the Album of the Week, and Mark Zamek in honor of Israel and the Big Israel Day, coming up Sunday with the Celebrate Israel Parade and the Israel Day Concert and our webcast. And i got to thank Ronnie and Larry Birnbaum and everybody at J-Drugs. And when you go into J-Drugs today in Brooklyn, New York, you thank the Birnbaums. They are again uh, presenting our amazing parade show on Sunday, which will begin at 11.30 in our stream at JM in the AM. Dot org. So in honor of Israel today, and in honor of the parade, Mark Zamek presents Eif Simchas, Am Yisrael Chai. That's the album of the week in honor of the Celebrate Israel Parade. More coming up here at JM in the AM. As we get set for our news from Israel, a lot of great programming today. We'll go through the entire list coming up 
keep it here at JM in the AM. Galitzal Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next. Boker Tov. Galitzal Ashtayim, Kan Shibel Karmi Mansur, Ima Shakure Achshav. Amaracha al IDB, Adachat Dankner, Aefsharut Hatova Beoter, Omer Eyal Gabai, Hamumchea Kalkali, Shemina Beta Mishpat, Udiber Betel Aviv, Bechinus Balei Igrot Achov, Shel IDB Achzakot. בחוות הדעת שאני נתתי, בנסיבות הנכוחיות, ראוי שמחזיקי החזקות יאשרו את המצווה המוצע. אני חושב שהשאלה היא לא אישית, זה הדבר שיביא את ההחזר המרבי למחזיקי אגרות החוב, וזאת השאלה היחידה. ערב הגזרות, עלייה בהיקף האבטלה בישראל עומד על כמעט 7%. מדווחת יונה לייטזון. שיעור הבלתי מועסקים עלה בשלוש עשיריות האחוז בחודש אפריל לשישה אחוזים ותשע עשיריות כמאתיים וחמישים אלף מובטלים. על פי נתוני הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה, בקרב גברים עמד שיעור האבטלה בחודש הקודם על כשבעה אחוזים. שרת המשפטים לבני מטילה וטו על המהפכה שיוזם בנט בשירותי הדת. יאיר שרקי מעדכן. ההודעה של לבני מגיעה בתגובה לווטו שהטילו בבית היהודי נגד חוק סטרן, המבקש לשלב נשים בגוף הבוחר את הרבנים הראשיים. במפלגתו של בנט זועמים, אך לבני מצידה אומרת, נשמח להסיר את הווטו אם בבית היהודי יאפשרו לקדם את חוק שטרן. התוצאה, הבית היהודי והתנועה משתמשות באותו סעיף בהסכמים הקואליציוניים כדי לשתק זו את פעולתה של זו. שבעה עצורים בירושלים בחשד למעורבות ברשת בינלאומית שעסקה בהפצת סמים. כתבנו יותם ברגר. משטרת מחוז ירושלים בשיתוף משטרת אקוודור ומשטרת פרו חשפה רשת בינלאומית של סחר בסמים שכללה עשרה בני אדם והם שבעה ישראלים. על פי החשד הרשת טבעה שבעה קילוגרמים וחצי של קוקאין בדרום אמריקה לישראל. החשודים שנעצרו בסוף השבוע מובאים כעת להארכת מעצרם בבית משפט השלום בבירה. שלושה מקומיים נעצרו בדרום אמריקה. נהג ברשלנות נמלט מהמשטרה וגרם לתאונה בה נפצעו בני משפחתו. העונש שקיבל, ארבעה חודשי עבודות שירות. השופט אמר, אילולי הסדר הטיעון, הייתי מחמיר איתו. כתבנו קובי מנדל. הנהג צעיר בשנות ה-20 הורשע בלא מעט עבירות הכוללות גרימת תאונת דרכים בשל אי מתן זכות קדימה, אי ציות להוראות שוטר ובנהיגה רשלנית. עורך דינו קובי אלזרה הגיע להסדר טיעון עם התביעה על עונש קל של עבודות שירות בלבד, מה שהותיר את השופט עם ביקורת נוקבת. האם מדובר בנהיגה רשלנית גרידה אלא בהתנהגות פלילית של ממש, ציין השופט בגזר הדין. התחזית השרב צפוי להישבר בשעות הקרובות. ולסיום, בהשקעה של 100 מיליוני שקלים, נחנכה היום בבאר שבע התחנה המרכזית המשופצת. התחנה החדשה מעודדת מעבר לשימוש בתחבורה הציבורית, אמר שר התחבורה כץ, וראש העיר דנילוביץ' הכריז, באר שבע כבר לא פריפריה. מסר כתבנו רמי שני. אלה החדשות שעורך עומר בן רובי.
J.M. and the A.M. Menucha with Al Yisru Vitviyizku. That's the official name from the CD Shema. Before that, Vishamru and Keladon off of a Shabbat in Liverpool. Lenny Solomon and the brilliant Schlockrock presentation. Rumor has it that Lenny's in town. Uh, that's what I was told by a couple of folks. So uh, welcome Lenny Solomon, who's visiting New York City. And Diaspora opened up the hour with say off of the Diaspora collection here at JM and AM Thursday morning, final Thursday of May, the 21st of Sivan, 73 degrees, mostly sunny, high temperature 89. That's right, we're getting into the big numbers. Finally, after one day of spring, we're ready for summer. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Don't forget our parade show on uh, Sunday at the Celebrate Israel Parade is being coordinated and hosted by Miriam L. Wallach and Mark Zamek. want to thank our friends at J Drugs, Ronnie and Larry Birnbaum for again presenting the show and uh, being such an integral part of so much of our community celebrating Israel. They're amazing. We thank them. Um, 11.30 officially Sunday. 11.30 Eastern Time. So if you're in Israel, 5.30 uh, Israel Time. Oh, no. I'm wrong. 6.30. 6.30 p.m. Sunday night. You'll be able to hear the sounds of the parade to the uh, uh, through the reporting and the celebrating of uh, Miriam and Mark and all their guests. And I want to thank the Zamek family in advance, because in addition to Mark, I believe every member of the Zamek family is part of the production team on Sunday. So a big thank you to everybody. Uh, they are very dedicated, and they're extra dedicated when it comes to the parade show. So I thank them for that. And um, it should be a lot of fun. Look forward to seeing everybody there. It's been confirmed, and we just played Menucha from Ellie Gerstner. It's been confirmed over the last 24 hours that we will debut the brand new Chevra CD this coming Monday. The Chevra, led by uh, Ellie Gerstner, we will uh, we will have that um, world debut for you this coming Monday. I believe the CD is out tomorrow. Is it already today? I think it's tomorrow. Uh, so we will have the brand new Chevra and talk about it in our studio this coming uh, Monday morning right here at JM and the AM. So mark your calendar for that, especially if you are a Jewish music aficionado. Please keep in mind, Chaya Peril, Bas Rifka Bela for Rafuah Shlema. Chaya Peril, Bas Rifka Bela for Rafuah Shlema. Please keep in mind, Saralea Bas Rus for Rafuah Shlema. Saralea Bas Rus for Rafuah Shlema. And we thank you for that. I have to... Uh, I have to uh, let everybody know about this uh, amazing article that has been written about an amazing group of youngsters, seemingly, based on the article, led by an amazing teacher. Our friends at Maya Note have been recognized by Julie Weiner, the associate editor of the Jewish Week in New York, for really an amazing accomplishment. So a big shout-out this morning to our friends at Maya Note, who I would bet are either preparing for or already heading to school. For the first time, Julie writes, an all-girls school has taken first place in a national science competition 
for Jewish day school students. And a first-year teacher, Noam Weinberger, helped lead Mayanot Yeshiva High School for girls to victory. The eight members of the Teaneck, New Jersey schools team, which placed first in the United States Division of the Gildor Family Projects and Inventions Competition, will travel with Weinberger to Israel next month to compete against several Israeli schools. Sponsored by the Israel Center for Excellence in Education, the Gildor challenges young scientists to use creativity and knowledge to address a given societal issue. This year's challenge was to design a smart system to prevent train vehicle collisions. And it's we saw a train vehicle collision, in fact, this week. Through the use of automated elements and electronic sensors. The Mayano team, Liat Clark, Sarah Hiller, Chaya Levin, uh, Dvora Safran, Ahuva Schaefer, Tova Sklar, Sarah Weinberg, Kira Palay, solved the challenge by building photo sensors to detect the car and train, electromagnets to stop the train, and rubber rollers to move the car to safety. Weinberger told the Jewish Week what made the system stand out was its practicality. Many of the solutions were creative but not so practical. Ours was simple and reasonable and didn't require too many contraptions. While initially open just to schools in Israel for the past six years, the Gildor competition has invited American Jewish Day School participation as well. Mayanot beat out six other American schools in the year-long competition, which involved writing a research report, presenting an initial project proposal, participating in an online competition, and submitting additional progress reports. It's a team-oriented engineering competition, explained Joel Javid of the New York-based Center for Initiatives in Jewish Education, which oversees and sponsors the qualifying competitions in the United States. Unbelievable. So um, we say mazal tov to uh, Mayanot, Mayanot Yeshiva High School for Girls. Congratulations to the eight members. Congratulations to their uh, teacher, Noam Weinberger. And... Um, a congratulations to the rail industry, because now uh, they have uh, started the road to have a smart system to prevent train and vehicle collisions in a uh, very practical manner. Really amazing. So good morning to everybody, and uh, I hope um, the Mayanote family, as they get ready and head to school today, have a big smile on their face, because they've been recognized for an amazing accomplishment. J.M. in the A.M. with 73 degrees, mostly sunny, a high temperature of 89. want to remind everybody that Mothers of Multiples, brought to you by Nashe Cares and Maimonides Medical Center, meets this coming Tuesday, 8 p.m., with Rosa Roberts on the topic of the power of no. It's happening at Maimonides Hall on 49th Street. If you're a mother of multiples, we highly recommend the support group entitled Mothers of Multiples. I hope... You take advantage. There'll be a buffet dinner, gift for all attendees, and free parking. Information, it's Mati Berkowitz, M-A-T-T-I Berkowitz at Yahoo.com. M-A-T-T-I Berkowitz at Yahoo.com. And Mothers of Multiples have asked me to announce that their uh, Jewish Children's Museum trip, the date has been changed. It's now July 7th. Put it on the calendar for July 7th and get ready for that. Want to wish a mazel tov to Moshe Menashe Saflis whose bar mitzvah is being celebrated this Shabbos. A very special mazel tov to Esther and Yitzchak Saflis and the entire family from all of us here at JM and the AM. They're getting set for the big bar mitzvah. And um, we wish mazel tov from all of us here 
at JM in the AM. Kolachai is next. Keep it here at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web at jmtheam.org. Thank you. 
Thursday morning, 28 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for waking up with us. Don't forget, you've woken up to some great news this morning, and that is that our Android app is now available. That's right, the Android app is now available. All you got to do is head to uh, NahumSiegel.com. You'll see at the bottom left of the home page, there's a link for an Android app. Let us know what you think. And... Um, Glad we are able to provide this brand new service through the Android. I want to thank our friends at the Jewish Press, Jerry, Naomi, everybody for including us last night in the Mayoral Forum, a very interesting forum at the Manhattan Beach Jewish Center. Oh, it was interesting, all right. And uh, thanks everybody who came out to view the proceedings. Don't forget, Honduras and Israel play at City Field this coming Sunday, 5.30 p.m. Honduras versus Israel in soccer. First time in 35 years that the Israeli soccer team is here. I know a lot of folks are planning on heading over there after the parade and concert with their Israeli flags. Uh, so make sure to do that and uh, enjoy, especially if you're a soccer fan. Um, uh, we ask, uh, please keep in mind, Panina Mindel Bas Rezel Fega for a Fuerschlema. Panina Mindel Bas Rezel Fega for a Fuerschlema, and we thank you for that. Full slate of programming today on jmandam.org. I'll give you a feel for some of the things you'll be listening to all through the day on our stream coming up right here at jmandam. First, Rabbi David Goldwasser, his words are Kanishmas of Zebinov, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Rabbi Rochm Lubavitz expounds on the very first Pasuk in the Torah, Breshis Bara Elokim. He states that as soon as one learns this Pasuk, he is made aware of the existence of Hashem. This knowledge is life-transforming, for it makes possible the realization that all that takes place in the world is replete with meaning and purpose. Marana Rabbi Victor Miller often said, that one can gain a true appreciation for the providence of Hashem by observing nature. A rose, for example, is formed with perfect symmetry. Its basic chemistry prevents it from producing any unpleasant odor. Its stem is covered with prickly thorns which grow irregularly. If the flower of the rose is so visually perfect, why is the stem not as flawless? Rav Miller explains that the rose was created this way for a precise reason. Insects crawl up from the ground and feed on the blossoms, often destroying them in the process. Hashem wanted to protect the rose in bloom, so He placed the thorns in a haphazard way with no pattern or symmetry and therefore prevents the insects from finding a direct path up until the flower. Harav Miller explained the beauty of an apple in a comparable manner. The apple seeds are hard, with a very plain-looking covering, which discourages their consumption. They are therefore thrown on the ground and discarded, allowing the seed to grow again, 
to thrive and produce many more fruits. As the apples begin to grow, they are green, camouflaged and hidden from the human eye. They're amid the leafy growth of the tree and are hardly visible, ensuring that they remain on the tree until they are fully developed and ready to eat. When the fruit is ready to be picked and eaten, the apples begin to ripen and turn beautiful shades of bright red and yellow. Rabbi Salanter strongly emphasized that a person's amunah should be based on the steadfast belief that everything is from Shemayim. Rabbi was once very ill, and his family sent him to Germany to seek the advice of some of the top physicians. The family also hired an attendant to accompany Rabbi Yisrael so that his needs could be tended to. On the road, the aide himself got sick, and he became the patient. Rabbi Yisrael took on the task of caring for the man, feeding him, giving him to drink, and nursing him back to health. The attendant, who was a great Yerushalayim, felt terrible that the great Sadiq Rabbi Yisrael had to wait on him, in addition to his own failure to carry out the task for which he had been hired. Rabbi Yisrael explained, The ways of Hashem are hidden from us. Who knows whether the restoration of my health will be an outcome of my helping you. Based on his faith in Ashkacha, he argued that it was very possible that the initial decree from Shemayim was that the attendant should become ill. However, since the attendant had no family who would be concerned about him, Rabbi Yisrael became ill. Since he did have family who was anxious about his well-being, they hired the attendant. In this way, when the attendant was unwell, Rabbi Yisrael was there to care for him. Subsequently, it may be, concluded Rabbi Yisrael, that I too will be cured. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning physic. Have a nice day. Yama
with Ari Goldwag. Before that, the great Cantor Yesela Rosenblatt will speak about his event. That's right, 80 years after he's gone, he has an event this coming Sunday night. We'll talk about it coming up at JM in the AM. Big day on jmtheam.org. Mark Zomick with an amazing stunt show. I'm going to give you details on that and many of our other programs later on. Don't forget Sunday, our parade show is under the direction of Mark Zomick and Miriam L. Wallach starting at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time on our stream at jmtheam.org. A big, big shout-out to Ronnie and Larry Birnbaum, Jay Drugs, Brooklyn, New York, who have uh, again demonstrated, as, they've ha- as they have done a million times before, uh, their support and love for Israel. They've demonstrated again as they present our parade show this coming Sunday. And we thank them from all of us here at JM in the AM. Baruch Labinsky is with us live via telephone. He wrote the book, A Financial Guide, to Aliyah and Life in Israel. He's a licensed portfolio manager with the Israel Securities Authority, founder of Lubinsky Financial. He lectures regularly for Aliyah organizations in Israel and around the world on various financial topics. Made Aliyah himself 20 years ago from Canada. Lives in Ramat Beit Shemesh with his family. Baruch Lubinsky, welcome to JM in the AM. Hi, thanks, Malcolm. You know, every uh, every year, Parsha Shlach, Rabbi Fast joins us, and he's busy today because he's being honored by Yeshiva University at their commencement, and he's got a very big day and is not going to be able to join us today. And obviously, the reason he joins us for Parsha Shlach each year as a tradition is because of the focus of this week's Parsha. So I guess you're a you're a worthy replacement, to say the least, after a 20-year example of making Aliyah. Yeah, well, <laughs> if, if I could... 
even come close to stepping into Rabbi Chass's shoes at Nefesh Benefesh, it would be a big honor. Without knowing you that well, I'm still going to agree with you, because I would say the same about most people out there. Well, nonetheless, you are a Jewish hero. You made Aliyah, and you're helping a lot of people. Uh, is a financial guide to Aliyah and life in Israel is so comprehensive and looks so important. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here that people need to know before they go ahead and uh, and take the journey before they they make the big step. At what point do they pick up this book? Is this book even for somebody who's only considering moving to Israel? Definitely, definitely. But the book was was really written for two different audiences. The main audience is the person who's thinking about making Aliyah but has all the major doubts that that we all have when we're making Aliyah. Can I make it financially? Can I find a job? How do I structure things so that I, I can be successful in my Aliyah? And so somebody is just picking up the book to understand what are the implications I need to think about, so then there's a tremendous amount of information for them in the book to start the process. I don't know if you... Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. And then the second the second tier is, is the person who is actually coming on Aliyah and right. is really planning and has a, a date and has all the millions of details of, of, of their Aliyah plan that they have to start implementing and understanding. And so then the, the book gives that person a lot more specific information as well so that they can really focus on putting together a successful plan. Baruch Lubinsky, A Financial Guide to Aliyah and Life in Israel, it is a Mosaica Press release. Um, I don't, it's hard to quantify this, I know, but what percentage of the book is just getting people to become familiar with the system in Israel, finding out what banking and and investments and retirement and all the different aspects of just living a daily life in Israel are? That That is the majority of the book. The book really starts a lot of basic financial information that are is applicable really anywhere related to, to, to setting up a financial plan, understanding your goals, which are even more important when you're coming to Israel because, because the standard of living is lower here. Right. Because people do need to get by in many situations on less. They need to be more focused. They need to prioritize where their money is going. They need to make sure that they're really taking advantage of all the benefits, the tax system, right? We don't always do that in our home countries. We don't always do that because we don't necessarily know, or, or maybe sometimes we actually know things quite well, or we think we do because we've been in that system for, for decades. But when you come to a new country, it's just totally brand new. I, I tell people that, that coming to Israel is not like moving financially to another state or to Canada or to another English-speaking world. You have, you have another, you have a completely different financial system because of the uniqueness of Israel, because it's a country that's surrounded by enemies. So therefore, you, so therefore you would say that the tax system of Israel is much different than what we're used to here, the Israeli banking system is much different, Re- real estate, all this stuff, everything, insurance, everything is different. It's as simple as everything. that. Everything, correct. Uh, Baruch Lubinsky with us live via telephone. How long ago did you write this, by the way? So the book came out last uh, September, right around the Chagim. Uh, it was written over like six, nine months before that. I would, it's it's it, funny you say that because when you look at this work, I would think it would take years to put this together. Well, what it was it was a, it was a compilation of many years of lecturing and speaking with Olim. And when you when you travel when you travel with Nefesh Benefesh and when you lecture 
you hear the same questions, you hear the same concerns. So I guess it, would, it was a product of, of all those years of me speaking to people and understanding where their concerns are and then just getting it on paper. Uh, not that I would discourage people from buying your book. I think it's amazing. Uh, but I would guess that the Aliyah organizations, most prominently Nefesh Benefesh, is to a degree holding people's hands in these areas. Is the book a, 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 does the book add just so much more? To, to the skeletal information that people are given, or relative skeletal information that they're given as they go through the process of making Aliyah? So, so Nefesh Benefesh and other Olay organizations, their main um, goal is to give people general information to help them with the Aliyah process, but as people get more serious and as their questions are more specific, they always refer people to other professionals, whether it's accountants or lawyers or financial planners, investment managers. Right. So they only give that initial um, initial background, but they're always working with us. So the book does go into a tremendous amount of more detail than what the average uh, person is going to pick up from from the staff. I, I mean, to say that you, you you have to have this as a handbook, you know, by your side as you go through the process is an understatement. I mean, you have everything in here um, t- in terms of jobs, insurance, and that, again, if it is that different in Israel, because that's one of the things, you know, a lot of people are not involved in real estate or even asset management planning, you know, to a large degree, but everybody, you know, knows the importance of having insurance policies and dealing with insurance companies. If it's that different in Israel, then people have to know what the differences are. Correct, correct. They have to know what the differences are in terms of how things are structured here differently, the different types of insurance, and they also need to know what to do with our existing financial life at home because it could make sense to keep policies. It could make sense to keep investments there under certain circumstances. So they have to learn how to integrate it. It gets much more complicated when you're now a multinational citizen that has interests. You have uh, accounts in different places, and you have to keep track of that. Does your firm specialize in Olim, meaning are you there to accompany someone on this journey, or uh, your, your, your clients are basically people who already are in Israel for quite a while? So I, I have a, a combination of both pre-Aliyah as well as, as post-Aliyah. The majority of my clients are now here, but they've integrated here over the years. Uh, so most of my new clients are, are probably coming from uh, from or lean who are considering it and need somebody to walk them through the system, need to plan, to help them plan for the Aliyah in a, in a successful uh, way. What do we call the IRS in Israel? It's called Masach Masach. Oh, boy. Israel Tax Authority. It even sounds mean, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, is, is there, are there, I'm just curious, why this question of all, I don't know, joint filings that we're used to here for a married couple, does it happen in Israel as well? I'll tell you something really unique. The average Israeli does not file a tax return. About 30% of the country in Israel only files a tax return. Everybody else who's a salaried employee does not have to, by law, file a tax return. There's there's no April 15th? Nothing. No. Uh, For 30%, the ones who are business owners or independent workers, they do have to file. But the average salaried worker does not have to file, so there's no such thing as joint. There is, in certain circumstances, the joint reporting, but, uh, but the average person does not uh, have to even deal with the with the tax authority at all. Right, so they're, when, when they withhold, they don't just withhold, they, they they let you know exactly what you're getting, and that's the end of it. <laughs> that's correct. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's the responsibility of the companies. For most em- employees, their employer is actually withholding taxes, 
that's really one of the reasons why it's so important that people understand the system because you have the responsibility. It's not like at the end of the year your accountant's going to file a tax return for you. And if they made a mistake during the course of the year, everything will work out. If your employer makes a mistake, then that's it. You could just lose that money, and that's why you have to understand the tax credits, how the system is structured to make sure that you're not losing out on money. We understand that everybody has medical insurance in Israel, correct? Correct. Can, 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 a com- can a company make it more advantageous to work for them? Can one get a better medical policy if they're associated with some type of employment or company? Yeah, definitely. There are, there are private medical insurance policies that are marketed here by the major insurance companies. So that must be a big uh, a big incentive for companies when they're out to hire people, that they could offer a better policy. Um, I don't know if it's such a big benefit. I mean, it's, it, it definitely adds something to the worker's salary package, but we're talking about that the average... The average family of, let's say, five is going to pay about three or four hundred shekels, just about a hundred dollars a month extra for a major medical plan like mm. that. So it's, it's it adds something. So again, it's the mentality. Here, it would be a big deal. There, it's not even a consideration. Right, because because the entire medical system is, is socialized. Right. So it's, you're only paying for the additional extra, like, major medical policy. Correct. Well, that's just one of the fascinating topics here. If you'd like to explore more about retirement in Israel, real estate decisions, how you should be uh, looking at the financial system in Israel, and all the different aspect, financial aspects of a successful Aliyah, we are recommending this, especially this week, as we said, <laughs> since it's Parsha Shlach, and we like to focus at least a little bit on encouraging Aliyah. A financial guide to Aliyah and Life in Israel, Baruch Lubinsky, a Mosaic Press release. The best way to get the book is? Is through my website, Lubinsky.com, L-A-B-I-N-S-K-Y. You can order it directly there. You can also get it on Amazon, and it's in local book- bookstores uh, throughout the U.S. It's being distributed by Feldheim in uh, the U.S. I uh, congratulate you. I think, uh, I'm sure it already has happened, but I'll say that for the future, I'm sure you're going to be helping a lot of people as they head to Israel and make their dream come true. Thank you very much. Baruch Lubinsky, a financial guide to Aliyah and life in Israel. His last name is spelled, if you want to search and get to his website, L-A-B-I-N-S-K-Y. This is JM in the AM.
America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 FM. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Great day of programming on our stream at jmnam.org. Make sure to keep it here all day long. Album of the week is I've Simcha's Am Yisrael Chai in honor of the parade that happens between 9 and 10 this morning here at JMVM. I mentioned that Mark Zamek has an amazing stunt show today. He he interviews David Sable. David Sable is global CEO of YNR, Young and Rubicam, one of the world's leading global marketing communications companies, 186 offices in 90 countries, one of the original Madison Avenue agencies. He's an active philanthropist, generous with his time, chair of UNICEF's New York board, and a former shul president. David is also an observant Jew. In it is his mixing observance in the workplace that forms the basis of the interview. It'll happen at eight o'clock tonight, right after the Thursday night extravaganza. Mark Zamek, the stunt show. David Sable, a very fascinating guest, coming up. Well, speaking of fascinating, we have a fascinating event that's coming up this uh, Sunday. Yesler Rosenblatt, eighty years later being remembered on his 80th yard site with an amazing lineup of Chazanim at the Svartish Shul in Borough Park, Brooklyn. And with us live via telephone, Jason Kopal, who we have mentioned is uh, is the vice president of the Svartish Shul and has a uh, an amazing uh, history with the Shul and its uh, rich and its own rich history of um, being in our community and about the uh, Chazanim that have been 
uh, part of their uh, amazing tradition. And Cantor Benny Rogoznitsky, who is uh, coordinating the program for Sunday night, they are both with us live via telephone. Jason, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning again, Nachum. And Cantor Benny, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Good morning to you and all the listeners. Rabbi Adler called me yesterday from uh, TABC and reminded me, because we, we had a discussion the other day with Jason about the... Uh, Ten thousand plus dollar contract that Yesler Rosenblatt signed. What was that in the late nineteen twenties, right? Nineteen twenty-seven uh, was the year he made that that money, and uh, so Cantor down there for a few years after that. So Cantor Benny, I'm sure you're familiar with this one. Apparently, the other Chazanim in New York City were angry that they were only making half the money of uh, Chazan Rosenblatt, and they approached him and asked him why he's making double. You've heard this before. I have. <laughs> so you know the punchline. <laughs> so, he, so he says he also gets paid for the Stillish Modest, right? <laughs> Correct. And by the way, with him, it wasn't a joke. It was true. It was a true story. <laughs> and there were some big names in those days in New York, right? There were. There were. But he was so unique. I mean, everybody associated Rosenblatt with being a, a sincere Orthodox Jew. He was, he was the real deal. He was the real deal. And uh, now, and, and I'll tell you, the greatest proof that he was the real deal is that people are, are paying tribute to him, you know, 80 years after he's gone, which is, uh, you know, obviously says something about the legacy of the man left behind, wouldn't you say? Right. I mean, one thing all Hazanim know, when you go for Prabha and you go to a shul to try out, yeah. what they say to you is, sing something from Rosenblatt. <laughs> because that's the barometer. If you know how to sing something from Rosenblatt, you're in the business. If not, you got to look for a new profession. <laughs> and then they wonder how close he was to Rosenblatt, huh? Meaning, how close is the sound to the Rosenblatt authentic sound? Correct. And since nobody can match up, it gives the Balabatim cause for deliberation whether right. they really want this candidate or not. Yeah, if they really don't like the guy, they can just say he's no Rosenblatt. It's as simple as that, you know. And that's the exactly. end of that. What do you think of this lineup? What do you think of the five cantors, your colleagues, that are in charge of bringing Rosenblatt to life Sunday night? So first of all, it's a terrific lineup. But it, what makes it very special is that the Hazanim that are singing are all those who know how to sing Rosenblatt. And that's what's interesting. Mm. As opposed to Kosovitsky, who had a terrific voice, Many Chazanim know how to sing Kosovitsky. They have the range, they could hit the notes. Rosenblatt was much more artistic style. You had to know how to sing falsetto, you had to know how to do all these terrific drays that only a very, very articulate Chazan knows how to make. And these five gentlemen are really going to try and give over that spirit of what Yosin Rosenblatt was about and what made him so unique. And you have a lot of young people on this, by the way. I mean, there are a lot of young Chazanim in this lineup. Yes, at least three of them are the new generation of, yeah. of, uh, of talent. And that goes to answer those who say that, uh, you know, Chazanus is dead and buried. And we believe that it's not, and there is a resurrection going on. So this is Trias Amesim happening at the Spanish <laughs> We're bringing Rosenblatt back to life in more ways than one, huh? Exactly. Uh, Cantors Yaakov Stark, Yaakov Motsin, Benjamin Muller, Yankee Lemmer, and Yaakov Rosenfeld are the lineup that Cantor Benny refers to in this Reb Yassala 80th yard site event. Uh, they'll be accompanied, these five Chazanim, on Sunday night at the Sephardish Shul in Borough Park by Maestro Russell Gare in the Parky Synagogue Choir, plus Daniel Gildar, the cantor on piano, Charlie Burnett, our good friend, will serve as MC. He knows his Chazanis. You can go to, I love, I keep saying all week, I love this web address. You can go to kingofcanters.org, kingofcanters.org. And, uh, and make your reservations and get your tickets. And um, the first congregation, Anche Sfar, the Sfardish Shul, as we know it, is at 4502 14th Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. The concert will begin at 8.15 this coming Sunday night. Speaking with uh, Jason Coppell and uh, Cantor Benny Rogoznitsky as we explore the... Uh, 
uh, the world of Yasser Rosenblatt. Uh, and, and Jason, we should mention, by the way, that after he signed that contract in the late 20s and served through the early 30s at the Sephardish Shul, Chazana's history was not over at the Sephardish Shul. It's one that continued for decades, right? No, Sephardish Shul really uh, has a rich history and is known for uh, a lot of top Chazanim. We've had Chazan Kopov Kagan, Chazan Pinchik, obviously including Chazan uh, Rosenblatt, just to name a few. Um, and that kind of, you know, is, is part of what urged us, in a way, to do this. Um, you know, Chazanus is kind of, as Benny mentioned, um, you know, it, it's becoming a lost art. You know, people tend to want uh, a quicker davening nowadays, hurrying out. And people used to, you know, wait all week to hear a, to hear a good Chazan and, and uh, a relaxing Shabbos with a great Chazan. And uh, we felt that holding this historic event, um, would really energize Kazanis lovers, especially on the Eddie side of Kazan uh, Rosenblatt, and maybe, just maybe, start bringing Kazanis a little bit back to the Ombud. And our hope um, is to possibly do a, uh, a regular guest Kazan series uh, throughout the year um, at Sarah's School. And we've done it in the past. We did it a few years ago. Um, it worked wonderfully. We had three or four Chazanim, Chazan Muller, Chazan Tempest Cohen, Davinia throughout that year, uh, and the uh, place was packed on Shabbos, and it was a very, uh, very enjoyable Davinia for everybody. Cl- How close is the Spartan Shul to its 100th anniversary? Uh, we're uh, approximately two years away, oh. actually exactly two years away. June 7th, 1915 was when Spartan Shul um, received its papers of certificates of incorporation and broke ground for, for what's our current building. Um, it's a, it's a historic uh, place uh, with so much history, and um, we want this uh, this Kazanis, uh really to you know start, I guess, putting Shul back on the map in that sense, like it was so many years ago, uh, and you know leading up to our hundredth anniversary. Well, where, what, well, what's you know, the reaction? Have something spectacular. What's the reaction so far? Are people clamoring for tickets for Sunday night? The reaction's been great, and uh, um, last week tickets were uh, were selling nicely, and it must be something about you or your show, nothing, <laughs> but after Tuesday when I was on, i got to tell you, ticket sales uh, increased considerably uh, more than what we were doing, and we were doing pretty well before. Well, don't worry. So, uh, don't worry, Cantor. Benny always brings me back to earth. He says, it's not you, Nachum, it's Rosenblatt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cantor... It's a combination, Nachum. Cantor Benny, is this story true or not? I, th- I think we may have even discussed this already on the air. There was a time that Rosenblatt would come to do like an Onik Shabbos, you know, like he'd do a performance at 8 o'clock on Friday night during the winter, and people would show up at 4.30 for Mincha, would sit in their seat, you know, go through the entire davening, and then sit there so they would be able to have a seat for the Oneg at 8 or 7 or whatever time it was, and then go home after the Oneg and make Kiddush and have dinner. Is that is that a is that a completely, you know, one of these uh, one of these tales that, uh, you know, an old wives' tale, or do you think this actually happened? No, I mean, it's actually recorded in a, in a number of books that people used to do that. They'd come from Minchas, you say, and they just sit there waiting for him. He was such a tremendous... Because they didn't want to stand through the whole performance. <laughs> right. Now, now, when they ate dinner, that's a separate question, whether they brought sandwiches to keep themselves... You know, <laughs> 
<laughs> they definitely stayed from when he got up to sing. Hey, one thing we know about prior generations, they were patient enough to wait till 10 o'clock at night to eat, you know? Right. <laughs> it's not like today where they were so desperate that they had to have a snack. <laughs> but yeah, this is this was one of the attractions that uh, it was standing room only, and therefore people wanted to stick around the shul. It's really amazing, and I know that people think that years later, especially 80 years later, you know, we tell these tales and, and glorify what type of following he had and all that, but it must have been something, you know. I mean, we talk about, you know, we talk about Kalbach and what what it was like while he was around, and what we say afterwards. But but we know those who knew him that that there was a lot to it, you know, in terms of uh, what was going on during his life. It, it must have been a unique thing to be near Rosenblatt and see the reaction of the Jewish community. I mean, look, arguably, and I say that because you know, right. two Jews don't agree on anything. <laughs> Certainly, two cancers don't agree on anything. But Rosenblatt was arguably the greatest cancer who ever lived, which is really why the name King of Cancers is not original. It's what they called him at the time. Right. The, the ads used to say, "Come to hear Melech Hazanim." Right. He just didn't have a website in those days. <laughs> Correct. They didn't have a website. They waited for us to show up to create the website. Right. But keep in mind, he died at the age of fifty-one. Right. In nineteen thirty-three, where there weren't many recordings. Right. And he was famous beyond what anybody could imagine. People used to come hear him from far and wide. So this is not a situation where, you know, post his life, you know, people then started to talk about him. When he was alive, people came from all over. And I'm just thinking about these kind of numbers. First of all, how many cantors would like to see the contracts and know how much other cantors are getting paid? <laughs> so, now, so now we know how much Rosenblatt got paid. Right. The other Hassanim could not have been happy about this. That's for sure. And they said it outright, didn't they? <laughs> uh, Jason, Jason, what's the phone number for sponsors? Sponsorships, VIP seating, etc. What number should people use? Sponsorships are still available, and the phone number for uh, VIP seating and sponsorships is 917-701-6118. And uh, tickets are also on sale at the Shul, uh, and also at Mostly Music on 13th Avenue, where he's he's selling tickets uh, for us. And um, anybody who still wants to be a sponsor, uh, we still have that available. You know, the Shul is looking... uh, not to make money on this event, uh, but we're also looking not to lose money on this event. So sponsorships really help out. You know, thanks to our top sponsor Yossi uh, Pelagilig and his wife Tippy, um, who have uh, really demonstrated a, uh, a real strong love for Chazanis throughout their lives. Um, are our top sponsors. We have Apple Bank and some others. Uh, so there is room, and um, we'll be uh, duly recognized. Uh, on the evening. And people will be very happy with their seats if they become sponsors. All right, people yeah, fu- will be happy with their seats regardless. It's, a, it's Any seat in the house is a great seat. Um, uh, but so the Sparnish Shul is really one cool. of those arenas, huh, where every seat's a good seat. I like that. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Cantor's Yaakov Stark, Yaakov Motzen, Benjamin Muller, Yanki Lemmer, and Yaakov Rosenfeld for Sunday night. Cantor Benny. I know that uh, we, we are not going to trouble you for the entire program, and why would you want to reveal it now anyway? Everyone, everyone should come Sunday night and and uh, be pleasantly not just surprised, but uh, entertained, and uh, they should enjoy it. But I will ask you, th- there cannot be a Rosenblatt tribute concert without which selection? You've been to a lot of Rosenblatt events. Which selection has been at every one? Um, I mean, I think one of the most famous selections is uh, Hinani or Rachim No. You know, they're, they're, those are some famous selections of... Uh, it's got to be in there. It's got to be it, in it, there. It's got to be in there somewhere. Um, and also, keep in mind one thing. It's 80 years to the day. Right. This his, is literally his yard site. His actual yard site. 
Yosla doesn't have any children that are alive anymore, even right. in State Cottage. So right. it's a very sentimental feeling of people coming back, a community that has benefited so much from his music, to come back on the night of the yard site, say Kaddish, say the Kilmale Rachmim. It's whatever the pieces will be, they will all be Yosla's, and it's a very special evening. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Cantor Benny, good luck on Sunday. I'm sure it'll be remarkable. And Jason, good luck Sunday. I'm sure you'll have a packed crowd. And thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having us. Everybody out there, you know the web address, kingofcantors.org. He didn't have it 80 years ago, but he's got it now. The great Yesela Rosenblatt, Svartish Shul on 14th Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Tickets for Sunday night for the 80th Yardside concert on the actual Yardside of the great Yesela Rosenblatt. Mostly sunny, high temperature of 89. Heat wave is moving in. It's a Thursday at JM and the AM. Plenty of great programming all day on our stream at jmandtheam.org. So we encourage everybody to uh, keep it on the stream all day. And uh, we'll give you some of those details coming up, plus a very sp- another very special guest coming up, all happening here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with Baruch Levine and company off the CD entitled Chassan HaTorah here at J.M. in the A.M. Big shout out to our friends at Mayanot High School. I read the Jewish Week article earlier on the air about their incredible uh, accomplishment with the Gildor competition. Uh, the eight young ladies and their uh, teacher, Mr. Weinberger, congratulations, uh, Mayanot. Uh, tremendous accomplishment. Those of you who want to read it, it's online. And um, really an amazing thing. They created a, system, a scientific creation of a system to make sure that trains don't collide with vehicles. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was explained in the article, simple enough for me to understand, which is pretty amazing. The Chevra this coming Monday at JM and the AM, Ellie Gerstner and the Chevra this coming Monday, JM and the AM, as they debut their brand new CD. Well, I mentioned that we have a special guest who's joining us live via telephone, somebody who you'll see Sunday at the Israel Day concert in Central Park, and somebody who really, look, I said this to him uh, when he was first with us last summer, when he was in the midst of uh, one of the big uh, uh, national celebrations that's called America's Got Talent, that uh, the way this young man presents himself and the way he did present himself to the entire country was heartwarming and unbelievable, and uh, with a yarmulke on his head, he uh, made us all very, very proud, and he'll be part of the Israel Day concert this coming Sunday in Central Park. Edan, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hi, how are you? Everything's great. Nice to speak with you, young man. And uh, you too. I don't know if my intro's as good as Nick Cannon, but hey, I try my best. You know what I mean? You, you did a good job. Well, thank you, you very much. I appreciate that. Are you in touch with anybody from those days? Were there any uh, colleagues or or fellow acts or anybody from that uh, era of America's Got Talent who you're still in touch with? Um, honestly, not really so much, but I think that coming out of it, the thing that I'm really going to keep with me is just the experience. It was amazing, and, huh? You know, the way that everyone in just the Jewish communities throughout America and really throughout the world kind of came together to support me, and I think that's something that I'm really going to keep with me for the rest of my life. I was there the night you were eliminated. I was angry. I thought you'd go straight to the top. I was ready for you to win the, <laughs> for you to win the whole dang shooting match, as they say. <laughs> so I, I don't know if we spoke to you after that. How would you describe your level of disappointment? I mean, there has to, I'm sure it was disappointing, but to some degree you're probably saying to yourself, my gosh, it was still a dream come true. Yeah, I mean, at first, I you know, throughout this, throughout the entire experience, um, I had my dad with me through most of it. Right. And so our whole mindset the whole time was, you know, if I get out, like, there's always something to go back to. Because you always see on these shows, like, these people that get out and they just lose it because this is, like, all they have. Right. But um, we were trying to kind of always keep in mind that, like, this isn't everything. Um, there's always something coming out of this no matter when I get out. And so I think that as much as I was trying to, you know, stay strong and keep that in mind, obviously I was still disappointed. Um, but, I mean, to make it that far and, like I said, see everyone come together and everyone support me, um, it really, really was amazing. Well, so it's, much fun. it's nice to have well-grounded parents. Uh, often leads, yeah. It often leads to well-grounded kids. Mm-hmm. Edon is with us live via telephone. You're now completing which grade? You're finishing what this year? Uh, ninth. And, it, you know, I, I'm, maybe you've been asked this before. Of all the, I mean, look, you're, you're out there with a yarmulke, and everyone knows that the, the Jewish community around the world, as you mentioned, is taking great pride and so curious about what reaction is uh, to your Jewishness, you know, in this whole arena. 
uh, this National Arena of America's Got Talent. Was there one episode or one funny incident or anything in terms of your Jewishness that you remember from the whole experience? Um, Anybody comment? or Were there people who had no clue what the yarmulke was? Like, did you meet people who had never met a Jew before or anything like that? Well, there were definitely some that had never met a Jew. That was interesting. Um, did they ask you questions? Were they curious about things? Yeah, so for the most part, I mean, the contestants kind of like stayed off your back just in general, and it was kind of, you know, it was it was a good environment. Like, it really wasn't so competitive. Um but, you know, they weren't just going to, like, come over to me and, you know, ask me questions about what it means and what Judaism is. Um, but there were, you know, there were a couple questions, and, like, we would have to explain it to them. But... You know, it's funny, because as I think back to last summer, there were a lot of people with, with other unusual things about them. So I, I guess in some ways, you know, it, it, what made you stand out, you know, other things made them stand out. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. And I think that they didn't, you know especially if they didn't know what Judaism was. Um, they didn't want to, you know, ask me anything that was maybe too personal. Right. Um, so they kind of just stayed away a little bit. Um, but we definitely did get questions here and there. How many Jewish kids around the country have asked you and your parents how to get onto America's Got Talent? Uh, there have been a bunch. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Everybody wants um, to be on, huh? <laughs> yeah. There have, there have definitely been... <laughs> A good amount. <laughs> so you'll be in New York Sunday. The Israel Day concert takes place in Central Park. I don't know if you know this or not. Maybe because I have, I have, uh, I have some teenage kids and they have a lot of friends. So I hear their reaction. There are a lot of very excited people. I mean, it's not just the teenagers. Obviously, people of all ages enjoy your music and your presentation. But there are a lot of very excited people. They're going to be seeing you in Central Park this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I'm so excited. Um, first of all, to be perform to be performing in Central Park is crazy and that's completely a dream come true um but even more so that it's at the israel day parade and there's no better music opportunity than one that unites um the jewish community and is there to support israel so i really think it's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be a really good show so and you really get excited. to share the stage with lipa how amazing is that <laughs> have you ever yeah, seen it was actually i mean obviously i've heard of lipa before but we were just watching um, some of his mu- music videos last night, and those are crazy music videos. He's got a lot of interesting stuff. He might make it a little bit on America's Got Talent, you know? He may, he may, he may be able to make some progress at a show like that. So Lipa and Edan, they're together with an amazing list of uh, performers, or a lot of great performers, this coming Sunday, beginning at 2.30 at the, uh, at, not at the summer stage, at the band shell. This year it's at the band shell. Follow the crowd yeah. at 72nd and 5th Avenue in New York City, and you'll be able to uh, enjoy the free concert. Have they uh, have they informed you yet around what time you're going on? Because it seems to be a big question around here. People want to make sure not to miss your performance. I think it's going to be from about four o'clock to six o'clock. Okay, so I'm in that area, and you might yeah. and you might actually come back on stage a couple of times, right? That's usually yes. that's usually I'm how going the, to be performing a couple of songs. Right, that's usually how the concert works, and uh, should be very interesting. And again, a lot of excited people out here who are getting ready for your visit. Say, Edan is at the Israel Day concert, everybody, after the parade in Central Park, 72nd and 5th. Follow the crowd to the band shell. And uh, he and Lipa, and really uh, a very impressive list of performers, plus Danny Danone and Ambassador John Bolton, they're all going to be part of the proceedings this coming Sunday. So the school year is coming to an end, and uh, 
And I guess you'll have a much uh, calmer, quieter, and more normal summer than last time around, huh? Yes. <laughs> Definitely. I don't think there's anything that could really get more um, hectic than that. You know, everyone always uh, marvels at the, you know, three, four minute, or maybe it was probably even shorter performances that people like you do on shows like that. What are the rehearsals like? I mean, are you, are you going through rigorous rehearsals, uh, you know, for days in advance, or is it just a couple of hours? How would you describe it? So for the live shows, which were in Newark, um, we would get there 10 days in advance. Wow. And it wasn't necessarily all rehearsal time, right. but there definitely was a lot of rehearsal, and each day you were working on, first you started working on the song and how to arrange it, and then, you know, by the last couple of days you were on the stage and they were telling you, you know, they were giving you vocal coaches and, you know, coaches to work on you with your stage presence, but also a lot of the time that we were there, um, you know, you were doing stuff like hair and um, what you're going to wear, and so it was just, I don't know, it was really, really cool, and they were really out to help you, and they wanted to kind of guide you into it, Um, and so those 10 days were a lot of just like preparation, but I wouldn't say it was too rigorous and hardworking it's it still sounds like it to me i'll tell you that much <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're gonna wrap up as we always do with a song that uh i don't know maybe we could say propelled you to this career remember your days with shall shall us jr of course i do <laughs> <laughs> and you remember them fondly and i know you mean that seriously definitely I, you have told he us still one of my favorite songs yeah you've told that us one. that in the past uh Edan, i look forward to seeing you sunday thanks for joining us a lot of folks in new york are really excited uh, best Thank regards you. to your parents and we'll see you over the weekend Definitely. That's Edon here at JM in the AM, Thursday morning broadcast. Hema from Shalshelis Jr.
J.M. and the A.M., my thanks to Idan, who will be on stage at the Band Shell in uh, Central Park this coming Sunday. He and Lipa in an amazing lineup for the uh, Israel Day concert in Central Park after the parade. Thursday morning broadcast, 73 degrees, mostly sunny and a high temperature of 89. Reminder, Neshe Cares and Maimonides Medical Center presents the Mothers of Multiple Support Group on the night of Tuesday, June 4th. Rosa Roberts is the guest speaker. Rosa Roberts is the guest speaker that evening. And um, uh, they have also rescheduled their uh, Jewish Children's Museum trip for the Mothers of Multiples for July the 7th. For Tuesday night's event, which is entitled The Power of No, you can contact Mati Berkowitz for information, M-A-T-T-I Berkowitz at Yahoo.com, M-A-T-T-I Berkowitz at Yahoo.com. We continue to... Lord, mothers of multiples for their great work. Want to wish a mazel tov to Moshe Menashe Saflis, and of course to Esther and Rabbi Tzchak Saflis. The bar mitzvah taking place this Shabbos. We say mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Want to wish a mazel tov to Rabbi Yoshua Fast, Nefesh Benefesh, how appropriate, Parsha Shlach, and he's being recognized today by Yeshiva University with an honorary degree. Rabbi Fass, as uh, we've mentioned many times to us, is a real Jewish hero. And I am proud, as a Yeshiva College graduate, that uh, Yeshiva University is, in fact, bestowing this honor on him today. And I'm always proud to be a Yeshiva University graduate, but especially on a day like today. So a mazal tov to Rabbi Fass from all of us here at JM and the AM. Our parade show takes place at 67th Street and 5th Avenue up the parade route. This coming Sunday under the uh, hosting leadership of Miriam L. Wallach and Mark Zamek. Our thanks to uh, Ronnie and Larry Birnbaum, J. Drugs in Brooklyn, New York, who again have demonstrated their support for celebrating Israel. They're, they don't just support Israel. They support celebrating Israel with flags and parades and parties and chagigot. That's what they do. And they again are presenting our parade show this year, and I thank them for that and uh, every everybody walks in there today you make sure to say thank you as well um, i want to thank the jewish press for including me last night in the uh what was a um, really amazing mayoral forum really amazing and uh, i thank them very very much lots of programming today on our stream at jm and the am.org mentioned that mark zamek is going to be speaking with david sable the uh the um, CEO of uh, Young and Rubicam, uh, they will discuss. Uh, they will discuss um, uh, many different things. He's global CEO of Young and Rubicam, and uh, he is also a former Shul president. <laughs> David is observant, and his mixing observance in the workplace is the basis of today's interview at 8 p.m. tonight on the stream jmnam.org. Charlie Harari at 9 p.m. this evening uh, with Book of Life. Kivi Bernhardt, internationally renowned speaker and best-selling author of Leopardology, The Hunt for Profit in a Tough Global Economy, is going to be his guest. That'll be happening at uh, 9 p.m. tonight on the stream. Uh, today on That's Life with uh, Miriam L. Wallach right after the live lunch. Eric Goldman, author of The American Jewish Story Through Cinema, on why movies like The Jazz Singer, Exodus, and The Way We Were were so much more than just entertaining. And Kevin Conan of Petopia. This Sunday they have the Falafel Bowl eating contest, plus Soul Farm Sea Landsbaum with a Celebrate Israel parade inside look as well. So Miriam has a great hour coming up between 2 and 3 today. And then Randy Wartelski is gearing up for the big Celebrate Israel parade this Sunday, speaking to the organizers of the parade, how they put it all together, and also with Kosher Travel and Kosher Restaurant uh, Update with Donnie Klein of yeah, that's kosher.com. 
that will all be taking place during the 4 o'clock hour. And Ellie Hagler, with the OU's presentation of the Jewish Reaction, will also be speaking about the Israel Day Parade with the OU as they discuss the massive preparations for their own extravaganza this Sunday as they will be among the marchers. And the uh, and he'll also have great music that's considered parade-worthy that's happening today at 5 p.m. So a lot of great programming on our stream, jamtheam.org. Make sure to be following us on Facebook, Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel, and on Twitter, at Tall Jewish Radio. More parade talk is coming up if you keep it here at JM in the AM. To sing your praise, my heart to feel the joy. Let me have the gift for which I'm yearning. Another night in Israel. Desert flowers blooming in the spring, the grapes upon the vine. Let me walk the beaches in the moonlight Let me fall in love in Israel Wherever you go I will go Having to follow my heart That will carry me home Wherever you live I will live If just to breathe in the air you find me in Israel My eyes to see the day of plowshares from our souls. A time to mend, a time to gather stones, a time for peace in Israel. Let me hear the voice of bride and groom, of laughter in the streets. The prayers of our children So they need not fear In Israel Wherever you go
Mm, unbelievable. What a selection. Sam Glazer with the In Israel selection at JM in the AM. And you know what we always say, if you can't be in Israel this Sunday, be on Fifth Avenue at least and celebrate Israel. Michael Miller is the um, CEO of the JCRC, Jewish Community Relations Council of New York. That's what he says, by the way. He says, if you can't be in Israel this Sunday, at least be on Fifth Avenue and celebrate Israel. Michael Miller, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hi, Nachum. How you doing? Not a bad policy, huh? Be in the Holy Land. If you can't, then you have a good alternative for everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's going to be uh, an Israel-like weather day. <laughs> That's what I hear, by the way. I hear you've really taken care of the weather. Call it a vote. I mean, we're talking about sunshine. We're talking about good temperatures. It should be a great day for tens of thousands to come on out and watch the parade. Yeah, all, the, all those feel out uh, help, I guess. <laughs> no question about it. As we know from, from very recent experience, it can be cold and rainy very easily. I, hey, I, if you don't mind, I want to start from the other end of the day and work our way backwards. What has been the reaction to the Israeli national soccer team playing Honduras this coming Sunday afternoon at 5.30 at City Field? And do you anticipate a lot of Israeli flags in the crowd Sunday? Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, it's really catching on. We're very, very excited about it. It's the first time, I think, in 35 years wow. that the Israeli national soccer team has, has come, uh, is coming here to, uh, to the States and to play uh, in New York. And um, it's, it's just something really spectacular. Uh, it's going to be at the city field, as you said. Um, and we encourage everybody who's, who's listening, uh, the tickets uh, to go. The tickets are not, not terribly expensive. And um, I, I hope that everybody can uh, log on uh, to uh, all the different sites that are selling tickets um, and, and come. And it's really important to bring your flags. Hopefully you'll come to the parade first and pick up a flag there and, and bring it uh, out to the stadium. It's going to be a spectacular evening. Yeah, I have a feeling, based on the people that I've spoken with, especially those who are soccer fans, that there'll be a lot of large Israeli flags in the stands. And again, that's 5.30 at City Field Sunday. And you have your chance to uh, show some pride and, of course, to see the Israeli national soccer team. We move back to the parade now, and uh, that's, of course, the focus of the day, the uh, hallmark event of the day. And uh, last year was the first year that you sort of shortened the parade route. What was the reaction to all that? I think it was uh, pretty good. We didn't get a lot of negative feedback. Um, We didn't shorten the parade. The New York Police Department shortened the parade. Um, and uh, we now go from 57th to 74th Street. Um, 72nd Street was always a, uh, a big uh, location for people to gather, and it maybe is a bit more now than, than it was because we only go up to 74th. Right. Um, and, and people felt, uh, you know, comfortable next, standing next to each other. It was maybe a <laughs> bit more crowded in certain spots than it had previously been. Uh, but because of uh, budget cutbacks here in New York and, of course, uh, safety and security issues. Uh, we're, we're pleased we're, we still have the parade, and we very much encourage everybody uh, to, to come out and, and to be there. And we, we're very, very pleased 
that um, uh, you're going to be covering the parade, Nachum being on the street. We'll be on the street. We had a tremendous uh, amount of fun that we had with uh, thousands of marchers last year doing it. And uh, by the way, folks, our Android app has just been released. Go to my website, yet another easy way to tune in and listen starting at 11.30 on Sunday. Michael Miller with us live via telephone, JCRC. So you mentioned safety and security, and obviously uh, in light of uh, everything that's gone on in this world of ours, people want to know if they will be more inconvenienced. How do you think things might change this year uh, on that topic? The NYPD um, and, of, of course, uh, the FBI are very much working in tandem, not only with our parade, but with all the public events here in New York. Uh, we've always had an excellent relationship uh, with law enforcement. Um, I'm not sure that people are necessarily going to uh, see the uh, intensity of, of uh, the security preparations for this parade um, as much as a feel that they're going to be more secure this year than they have been uh, in, in the past. Um, so the inconvenience factor might be negligible, like people may not even realize it compared to past years. You know, uh, I think over the years, Nachum, we've all been inconvenienced. Uh, go to Israel and every supermarket you go into, every restaurant you go into, right. many buildings you go into, uh, you, you uh, have to check in. And the same thing is true here uh, in, in New York nowadays. Right. Uh, I think we've become accustomed to the... It's all a matter of getting used to it, I guess, yeah. Right, it's yeah, all a matter of it, it, it's all just for the safety and security of all the uh, folks who are coming uh, to to enjoy this event, and I'm, I'm sure it's going to be um, uh, exceedingly enjoyable. A and um, B is let's have a great time, let's uh, and have a great celebration uh, of Israel, and also let's thank. Uh, every uh, man and woman in, in blue, uh, the oh, police yeah. officers you're going to see on the street for what they are doing to protect us. No question. There will be many of them, so there will be many opportunities to do that. Are you happy with the response this year of the schools and organizations and the groups? Are you filling up Fifth Avenue, the parade route? Oh, the, the, we have more uh, marching groups this year than we've had before. All right. Um, yeah, we're, we're well over 35,000 marches. Just marchers yeah. alone, just we have to think about that. Uh, that's uh, you know uh, filling up um, a, a baseball stadium. Amazing. Uh, Thirty-five to forty thousand uh, marchers going up the avenue, not including the spectators. Right. Uh, this is the largest public event in support of Israel anywhere in the world, and I, I think we should take great pride. Whether you're marching in it, your kid, your uh, nephew, your cousin, your friend is marching in the parade, or you're going to uh, spectate. You're going to be on the side and cheering uh, them on. We need to show the world how much Israel means to us, um, and uh, because everybody's going to be watching. Everybody's going to be watching from uh, the, the electronic media to uh, the, the New York uh, Times and, and other newspapers uh, that might have a, a, a critical view of Israel. Be watching to see, okay, they're doing an event in New York, the, Jew, the city with the largest Jewish population in the world, right. uh, outside of Israel. Um, and what 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 kind of support do they really have in New York? We, we and particularly, there's no excuse this year because of the weather. We really need to be there in force. <laughs> That's right. No, it's not that the weather's ever an excuse, but you're right about this year being a uh, an except. Hopefully, the way it looks, Hara, an exceptional weather day. Uh, do we have a figure on how many people are running Sunday morning in the Celebrate Israel Run? <laughs> Yeah, um, there'll be over 5,000 runners uh, in, in, in the run this year. Um, 
and it's going to be building and building. Um, we're well over five thousand registrants. Registrants. Wow. Um, uh, for the 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 run this uh, already um, today, and it's only uh, Thursday. Um, and it's, it's going to max out. There's no, no doubt it's going to max out. Um, and that is, I, I've run it the past two years. This year I, I will not be running in it. Um, and it's such an amazing feeling when you're running through Central Park, four-mile run, and uh, you go through every mile marker is a different city in Israel. <laughs> uh, and, and the folks that you're running with, and, you know, whatever the percentages, a very large percentage, are not Jews, are not right. members of the Jewish community. Uh, and many of them are, are ethnics, black, Latinos, Asians, uh, white ethnics, all different kinds of people, and all of them wearing what they call a bib, all of them wearing a, 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 a thing on their, their chest uh-huh. or their number uh, that says celebrate Israel. They're celebrating Israel. And if they're celebrating Israel, actually, Nachum, they're paying to celebrate Israel. <laughs> you have to pay to run in this race. How many uh, years ago did you implement the run? Excuse me? How many years ago did you implement the run? This is the third year. It's the third year. A great idea. I mean, uh, it's, it, wonderful. it's become a, uh, already, it's, it's become a very popular part of the day. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a great beginning to end. We start with sports, we end with sports, and, and, and we have uh, center stage, the parade in the middle. And I assume that, as you just said, that uh, anybody who wants registration information for the run, they could find it easily, and you expect that that will be completely sold out in the next day or two. Oh, absolutely. They, they can go to uh, JCRC's website. They can go to New York Roadrunner's uh, website. Um, it's very easy to, to register for it, and it's, it's not expensive, uh, and it's a heck of a lot of fun. If you can't run it, you could walk it. It's, it's uh, four miles, uh, something which, uh, it, particularly early that morning, is going to be nice and, and fresh and cool. Uh, that's the place to be. Listen, i got to thank you. For a community that's sometimes known for its red tape, you've made things really <laughs> easy for us. And uh, we plan on not only having fun Sunday all through the day, but really helping uh, thousands of others have fun and celebrating and meeting a lot of people. You know it's one of the uh, one of the greatest parts of the day. You get to celebrate Israel, and you get to meet a lot of family and friends who are coming out to do the very same thing. So, Oh, absolutely. I, I get to see people... Um, that I, I generally don't see but once a year, uh, and, and they're, they're all on Fifth Avenue. Um, and you mentioned about red tape. Uh, the only red tape that's important to us is the red tape at the end of the finish line <laughs> at four miles, the red tape when we finish, <laughs> the, the, the uh, parade at 4 p.m., and then whatever red tape there might be uh, at the end of the soccer game. But, that's about uh, it. There, there are a lot of finish lines here, and from beginning to end, we're very grateful uh, to, to you, Nachum, the JM and the AM, uh, and to all your, your listeners uh, for all the support that you give all year uh, to the state of Israel. I know that the ministers are going to be on, on, the, uh, blo- on, the, on the avenue with us, right. Minister Erdan, the Minister of Communication, right. Minister Lanver, the Minister of Immigrant Absorption, Danny Danon, the Deputy Defense Minister, members of Knesset. Uh, the uh, Council General, Ido Aroni, they're all very appreciative of what you do now. I appreciate that very much. We'll continue to do it and, uh, and, and continue to emphasize how important it is. Just come out and support, salute, and celebrate Israel. Michael Miller, we'll see you Sunday. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Take good care. He is the CEO of the JCRC of New York. You want to thank somebody for putting all this stuff together so we could celebrate Israel in New York? And you see Michael Miller on Sunday. Give him one big thank you. More coming up. This is JM in the AM. As I was walking down a dark and lonely street a car came along and pulled up by my side. An 
And inside was a rabbi with a long white beard. He said, son, I'm gonna take you for a ride. Why don't we go up to Jerusalem? Oh, up to Jerusalem. Yeah, up to Jerusalem with me.
To Jerusalem, Gershon Verobo off of the Yes Legacy CD here at JM and the AM. Well, we ran through some of the uh, details earlier regarding our schedule today online. Lots of great programs coming at you online at jmtheam.org all day long, including our album of the week. I have Simchus with Amisrael Chai coming up next, just five minutes from now on our stream. And um, the, the big news is that the Android app is out, which means if you go to NahumSiegel.com, uh, left side of the page at the bottom, you will see the link for the uh, Android app so that you could hear our programming now on the Android. Perfect timing as we get set for the parade show on Sunday. Big thank you again to our friends at J Drugs, Ronnie and Larry Birnbaum, who are again are uh, not just saluting, but are celebrating Israel by presenting our parade show Sunday. When you go in there today, you say thank you to them for always being out there for a good cause. Hey, uh, rumor has it that today is Sadi Aaron Price's birthday. That's the rumor. Now, Sadi's been so busy that I have not been able to uh, get together with him for months. I mean, we have not seen each other in a long, long time. And he explains to me over the phone that he is one busy feller, uh, but not too busy to celebrate his birthday. So, Sadi, happy birthday to you from all of us here at JM and the AM. We are already celebrating here in our main studio. Five minutes before 9 o'clock, JM and the AM, as we set, get set to wrap things up. Uh, so keep it on the stream all day. Tomorrow at 7.40, it's uh, Malcolm Honeline and the weekly update. We'll do that tomorrow morning, 7.40 in the morning. And get ready for Sunday's Celebrate Israel Parade. This is JM and the AM. <laughs>
Achena B'Yisrael and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listened to sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Round the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Well, saddest part of the day, JMNAM is over, but thank goodness we have a stream at jmnam.org so we can perk everybody up yet again and uh, play the album of the week, which is coming up next. I have Simchas with Ami Yisrael An amazing slate of programming today, 12 noon for the live lunch, 2 o'clock for Miriam L. Wallach, 3 p.m. for Randy Wartelsky, 4 o'clock, the, uh, excuse me, 5 o'clock for the uh, OU's presentation of the Jewish Reaction, 6 p.m. for Michael Fragan and Spin Class, 7 o'clock for the Thursday night extravaganza, 8 p.m. For the stunt show, where Mark Zamek today speaks with David Sable, CEO of Young and Rubicam. And 9 p.m. tonight, Charlie Harari, brand new program on the Book of Life. A full day of amazing programming. Make sure to stay with the stream all day long. Have a wonderful Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.